0: On today's Court Vision Blogs podcast, I have a very, very special guest, Renee Washington. She is an ESPN reporter and host of Beyond the Headlines on Fox Sports. We talk about the Woge bomb that shook LA, the new rivalry between the Clippers versus Lakers and other NBA free agency news, and we talk about possible trades for Wessel Westbrook. This was a great and fun interview with Renee. I was lucky to have her on. I also talk about NBA free agency and news on the Westbrook sweepstakes. Let's go. Oh. Friday, July 12th, and we are back. We have a lot to get to, but first, let me apologize to you guys. I know I haven't released in about a week. Um, I've been really, really sick and laid up. I've been in and out of urgent care in the hospital, Um, had tons of blood work done, had a CT scan done. Uh, Turns out that I actually have Lyme disease, um, so that wasn't fun. I think I got it playing golf. Um trying to find many of my one of many shank balls that i shanked in the woods um so it was not it's not good not a lot of fun uh it makes you really stop tired and dizzy and nauseous so i am in recovery and still recovering i still feel a little bit like crap but you know i'm going to push through because that's what you know warriors do we push through we push through to the sport we love and i love podcasting so that's what i'm going to do i'm going to push through this podcast and you know, just be a true warrior, um, KD it, but not injure myself. I shouldn't say that too soon. Um, but we have a lot to talk about the NBA free agency, the crazy Woj bomb that we received at 2 a.m. Uh, it was absolutely wild. But today, we're going to do something different. We're going to start off with the interview first. Um, Renee's interview and I, we cover most of NBA free agency and what happened. This was a great interview. I hope you guys enjoy it, and here's Renee Washington. All right, today I have with me Renee Washington, an ESPN reporter and host of Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington on Fox Sports. Renee, how are you today?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm great. Uh, Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, You know, glad to have you on to talk about the NBA free agency. It was an absolutely crazy one this year.
1: Yes, indeed, a lot yeah. happened.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was it was nuts. Uh, well, let's start with the latest news that the big surprise Woj bomb that we got at like two a.m. in the morning uh, here on the East Coast that Kawhi and uh, Paul George uh, went to the Clippers. And what are your thoughts on them teaming up and like do they instantly become the champion like championship fa- uh, favorites? Well,
1: I think. Um, this is a move that makes sense for both of them. And we saw Kawhi, there were reports that came out uh, earlier in the week that Kawhi was looking to make a move to a team where he could join another superstar. He was waiting for another superstar to, or I should say, want to join him. And I actually just was reading an article that said that he was heavily recruiting Kevin Durant to try to get him to go to the Clippers with him. And so once Kawhi reached out to Paul George and OKC, Paul George immediately requested a trade. And it just makes sense. I mean, OKC... With Paul George and Russell Westbrook, they weren't going to be able to be even a finals-caliber team. You know, they weren't coming out of the West, especially given the recent changes that the Lakers have made with bringing in Anthony Davis and now DeMarcus Cousins and different pieces. Um, But I do think that for Kawhi, although it's hard for him to leave a championship team like the Raptors, I think this is a move that definitely bumps them up to being a favorite, without a doubt. We saw him be able to lead Toronto past Golden State, and even getting to the finals with his crazy shot, game-winning shot that he had versus the Sixers, the way they dominated the Bucks after being down 2-0, he is the real deal. He's one of the top players in the league. So now having Paul George alongside him, and I was just talking about this on my show, also having the pieces of the underdogs that they have on the Clippers, because we saw the Clippers beat the Warriors in the playoffs and be the only team that beat them at full strength. So I think that this is the team that we are going to Right now, everyone says championship caliber. I don't think we really realize how great they're actually going to be.
0: Yeah, I mean that's actually a great point. I didn't even think about that with the Clippers, given the Warriors such a hard time in the playoffs in the first round. They actually really uh, gave them a, a really really tough time um, with Patrick Beverly and Kevin Durant going at it. But like, yeah, it was mm-hmm. That's a really good point. Um, you know, do you think that this is like maybe a hot take on my behalf to say, but. Uh, do you think Kawhi and Paul George are the two best wings that we've seen since Jordan and Pippen?
1: Oh, I don't know, actually. I I do think it's tough because we have seen a lot of really dynamic duos over the years. And I still don't feel like we've seen Kawhi at his best. And I feel like Paul George actually has been better since he had that awful injury a couple years back. So I, I think it's definitely possible. It's just always hard to put anyone in the same conversation as Michael Jordan because we're, it's hard to compare, you know, across eras. But I definitely see this being a dynamic duo that we're going to be talking about for years. I think we are only seeing, everyone talks about the rise of the, the new king and Giannis, but I think it's Kawhi essentially. That's what we're really seeing happen right now. And him with Paul George who's had a tremendous season last year, recording double-doubles and some great numbers. Those two really are a force to be reckoned So yeah, actually, I, I could see that definitely in the same category as the top dynamic duos that we've seen over the years.
0: Yeah, I think this would be the first time we've actually seen like two good, really good defensive wing players mm-hmm. and like, two primary wing scorers play together. I mean, I, usually a lot of guys that team up are big or small um, or a, a point guard and a small forward. You know, like with LeBron and uh, Anthony Davis. So it's very interesting. It should be a very, it's going to be a very interesting season to watch them play.
1: Without a doubt. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. I mean, I think that looking at over the years, we've had combinations like even Steph and KD. You've had even back with the Sixers or even the Lakers back with Kobe and Shaq or Allen Iverson and Dikembe Matumbo. This is the first time we're really seeing two guys that are wings, that are two-way players, and that are in the prime of their career, honestly.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's good. It, I like Kawhi and George. I like. I think it's are just going to be that a very good dominant team in LA. But you know, the, you know, we had to talk about the other team in LA, the Lakers. I mean, how how like how big do you think this rivalry is going to be between the two of these teams? The Lakers did make some good signings recently. I think they actually did do a good job of replenishing a team, even though they had to wait for Kawhi. Yeah,
1: the the Lakers and the Clippers rivalry that it has grown in the last couple in the last week or so is going to be out of this world I think we're going to see some of the best basketball that we've seen in a while and really in terms of like teams going at it you know it's going to have the same feel as the the Bulls back when they would would face the Pistons you know this isn't something we've seen in a while where we've had two teams of with so much talent with so much experience so much so many accomplished players you talk about MVPs champions across these rosters and then the fact that they're both playing in L.A. in the Staples Center, it's just going to be incredible to watch how the rise of the next dynasty, so to speak, plays out and who's going to be the next top team. So I'm looking forward to it. And I was even saying before, I was like, I I'm I live in Jersey, but I will possibly try to find a way to make a trip out to L.A. just to see them play each other, because I think that's going to be one that to see that in person or even, of course, watching it on TV is going to be like watching history in the making.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I think I I definitely am right there with you. I think I would have to find a way to get myself oh,
1: out
0: and yeah. catch a game. I don't think you we won't see this thing like this for a while. Um and I hope it's a Christmas game too, you know. Oh. Not for me to get out there for, but like to see. Like I hope they do make it a Christmas Day game.
1: I've already heard rumors that's gonna happen, so that would be insane. I think LA would possibly I don't know, the city might blow up with how excited people are gonna be. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's, a, it's an exciting time. I mean, it's, uh, I, it's been a, definitely been an exciting time, especially with, I mean, the B out in L.A. I mean, these two teams are going to be at their top going at each other.
1: Yeah, and I think the biggest thing also is the fact that L.A. hasn't had a team, you know, since Kobe. I mean, of course, with LeBron being back this past season, there was more excitement around the Lakers. But we haven't had a top L.A. team since back when Kobe was playing. You know, it's been years. And even in his final years, they weren't as strong. They weren't a playoff team. So they've always been a franchise. When you look across the history of programs like the Celtics, um, the, the Lakers have always been a team that's competing for championships and one of the best in the league. So to have them drop off for so many years and be mediocre. And then the Clippers now also with Doc Rivers and having their rise. This is, it's just, this is what you've been waiting for. If you're an LA fan, I'm a, I'm a LeBron fan. I'm not an LA fan, so. By Default, I'm now a Lakers fan, <laughs> but I just know that this is something that, like, the league needs this. You need your best franchises and your biggest markets, like the Knicks, who unfortunately still I don't think will be where they should be. Um, like the Lakers, like the Celtics, that's the bread and butter of the league. That's where you have the best NBA fans right now.
0: Yeah, that's that's a really good point. I mean, I think with every the craziness of the landscape of what happened during free agency i think this might be the first time we could say there's eight teams contending for a championship or more
1: without a doubt that's the exciting part we finally have the option opportunity to watch everything play out you know last year i know going into it i was definitely one of the ones saying oh it's gonna be another golden state championship you know they're <laughs> gonna run to the league of course they didn't win so i was happy about that but had they not had those injuries, we don't know what would have happened. But it definitely is finally the first time in a while that we can say we don't know who's going to be coming out of each conference. We don't know who's going to be in the championship. It's not LeBron on the East facing the Warriors on the West. You know, we don't know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, no, we have no idea. It's like, and actually, that makes it like more exciting to watch the NBA. Like you said, it's not as predictable. Uh, watching the, you know, you're just like, oh, another Warriors in the finals. You know, but you know, this time. I think we have a real opportunity to, for the next four or five years to really see how each of these teams and the moves that they made is going to play out.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
0: So another thing is, so now that Paul George has is, is left Oklahoma City Thunder, where, did, where does Russell Westbrook go? Like, what's going to happen with him? I feel bad for him because I feel like he has always had, like, these great teammates, and they end up leaving him.
1: <laughs> I do feel like he's always the last man standing. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah don't <laughs> know. this is a conversation again that I've been having because one of the teams that was brought up were that he would be going to possibly Miami because uh we did hear rumors that he's requesting a trade and wants out, which is by no surprise at all. I don't blame him for that um but in Miami, with them now having Jimmy Butler, who actually went down to Miami with expectations of being the man, I don't know how that plays out on one hand, but on the other hand, we do know it's a league now where every team in order to compete for a championship or even to be a, a playoff contention team, you need to have two superstars on your team. Yeah. Period. So I think for Jimmy Butler, if he, if he hears that Russell Westbrook is a possibility, which I'm sure by now he has, I, don't, I can't see him saying no. You know, I can't see him being disappointed by that. And that's what a lot of people keep, a lot of conversation I keep seeing is that nobody wants Russell Westbrook. But no, people <laughs> want to win games, and they know he's someone that can average triple-doubles. Double, Can get the job done on both ends of the court. One of the most competitive players to a fault, but one of the most competitive players because he's good. You know? So I think that we have real potential of seeing him possibly link up again with the Rockets and being back or back with James Harden, I should say, with the Rockets, which to me would be so crazy to see because it could either go really well, being that they played together in OKC years back, when James Harden was younger in his career and just the sixth man at the time. Or it could be something because they are such ball-dominant players that could go very wrong. And we've seen rumors about Chris Paul and James Harden's confrontational relationship, whatever you want to call it. But we know players like Chris Paul are more of a, you know, work the ball around offense. And players like James Harden are more of an ISO player. So for Russell Westbrook, I don't know if he fits in with that offense. I don't know if if, if they change the way they run their offense so that now it is more of a, you know, them playing off of each other instead of it just being primarily through James Harden or just through Russ, but personally, the Lakers, I would love for them to go
0: there. <laughs> I
1: just <laughs> want everyone to go to L.A., go to the Lakers, not just L.A., go to the Lakers. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's selfish of me, but I'm like, LeBron James, in my opinion, is a great leader, and with them put- already announcing that he'll be starting as their point guard, you bring in a guy like Russell Westbrook, along with Anthony Davis, you have DeMarcus Cousins, who can pe- play the big, you have you know, Kuzma coming off the bench and Rondo coming off the bench. Why not? It's an all-star team. So yeah. in the dream world, that's what I would love to have. It. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it would be nuts if he went to L.A. I think it would also, it'd be, I think it would make that rivalry even more fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Just to have him on there with those, with those guys, I think you just created another super team just shifted from the Warriors to the Lakers with Ross, LeBron, uh, Davis, and hopefully healthy cousins.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I'm all for it.
0: <laughs> I, see, I see where you're at. I'm a, I'm a Celtics fan, so I don't, I don't know. Ah, okay. You guys got uh, Kemba, though,
1: so you're headed in the right
0: direction. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was a, it was a good recovery. So what are your thoughts on Kemba going? We'll stick with the Celtics. Like, uh, Kemba Walker going to the Celtics. What does he do for a team that had a rough year with Kyrie Irving? And now he's like, and then he, this is the best team that Kemba's ever played with.
1: I'm excited for this move, for Kemba and for Boston, because we saw two years ago a Boston team that without Kyrie Irving, everyone had kind of uh, were sleeping on them, so to speak. And they were incredible to watch with a team. Full, without Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving, you saw players, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, uh, Rosie or Terry Rosie or these guys who were completely under the radar that just stepped up in Rose to the occasion and played out of their minds. So once Kyrie came back, it was the expectation that this year they were going to come out of the East, right? I mean, it just would make sense if they were so close to being an Eastern Conference champion without Kyrie. You get rid of LeBron, he goes to LA. You now have Kyrie back and Gordon Hayward. You should be a championship team. So they definitely underperformed, but I think it's because of the fact that Kyrie did not fit in well with the way that the Boston organization is run. They are a team of underdogs. And that's what I think the Clippers have working in their favor and that Kawhi adds to that and Paul George because they're not, in my opinion, these aren't guys worried about like the, you know, the egos and the the accolades. They just want to go out, play hard, hard hard-nosed basketball and win. And they have a really, they have good depth. They have good scrappy players. They have, they are good defensively. They were just missing that one piece that can help them turn the corner. And I think Kemba Walker is someone who's seen him down in Charlotte with some incredible numbers. And I think you add him to this group. And I think they're at least an Eastern Conference finalist, if not coming out of the Eastern Conference
0: with Kemba. Yeah, Yeah, I like that. I like to hear that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Not playing any favorites. But, uh, yeah, I think that... uh, you know, I think Kimba's a little bit of a better leader, and I think the numbers that he was able to put up last year just with the team that he had around him uh, was unbelievable. So I think he's more of a guy that gets people more involved than exactly, if, if his shot's not working. So I think he definitely helps out the team. It's It would be good to see that healthy Gordon Hayward, too, as well after his, his horrific injury, too.
1: And that's the thing. I think it takes, I mean, in, certain injuries like Gordon Hayward's, even with Kevin Durant, it's going to take him a while to get back. We're seeing it with DeMarcus Cousins. They take at least like two years to get back to even close to being 100%. So if he can get back to being what he was before his injury. And then on top of that, they have a great coach in Brad Stevens, which, you know, not every franchise is fortunate to have such a a good leader that's running their team. You know, and that's something that I I think we often take that for granted because we have such outspoken uh, personalities that we think that you don't need a good coach, but you do. You know, you need someone that's going to in crunch time be able to make the right decisions, the right subs, call in timeouts, things like that, execute or um, orchestrate in the right place. So I think this is a dangerous team that right now everyone's kind of overlooking because we're seeing KD and Kyrie are in Brooklyn, but KD's not in Brooklyn for another year. So it's still, it still isn't definite that they're going to be able to beat the Bucks, the Celtics, the Sixers without KD. And uh, the Celtics, in my opinion, have the ability to be a top team.
0: Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope so. I hope they live up to expectations. <laughs> it's time. Know. It's time. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> um, but and then we'll stay with like an e- another Eastern Conference team is the Philadelphia seventy six ers. I think they were a team that made some sneaky moves. So what do you think? Like Al Horford and Tobias Harris, like you know, moving Tobias Harris. it looks like he's going to be a three now instead of a four. What does that do for a team like that?
1: Well, it's hard to really know what the Sixers are going to be able to do because to me they're very up in the air still. Um, Al Horford's a great addition for them for many reasons. I think he adds the inside presence that they need. You know, with Joel Embiid being someone that we have we know cannot play an entire season and stay healthy, um, you need you need a big guy that's reliable and that can be a presence on the boards. You know, cleaning up rebounds, putbacks, whatever it may be, just kind of being that that guy in the paint for you. That's Maybe not getting the biggest numbers, but just contributing in, in, in many different ways across the stat line. And then also being a, a veteran leader. You know, he brings some good playoff experience that they still need to be able to to turn that corner. So with losing Jimmy Butler, though, I don't know how that um, is going to drastically affect them because he is such he was such a big offensive piece for them. And now when you bring in someone like Al Horford, you have Ben Simmons, who we know is struggles from the perimeter, has no outside shooting game. Um, you have Joel Embiid, who gets injured. He's very – you know, his health is equi- – I know he's apparently changing his diet, thank goodness, from his many Chick-fil-A pregame meals. But, um, <laughs> and then, you know, they lost players like J.J. Redick, but they do still have to buy his hairs. So I think the biggest question mark for them would be, offensively, who's now going to be the guy? And I was even saying this last year, who's the guy with Jimmy Butler? Who's the guy without Jimmy Butler? you know who's going to be the one that's going to be carrying them and all of those players i just named are very good players but they're not consistent and they don't have the triple threat of being able to get to the basket and knock down shots. Tobias Harris can do it more. We've seen him do that over the years, but is he ready, you know, is he going to be ready and able to step up and take over? is the real question.
0: That's 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 very true. I felt like Jimmy was their fourth quarter guy. I felt like he let everyone in the beginning get their touches and then when it came down mm-hmm the game to get close i think it was everything. everyone went ran through him so i think that's a great that's a great question who's going to step up is yeah i don't know i don't know that's a team of mystery right there
1: yeah i think they can either be really good or they can be you know <laughs> very similar to what they were last year or even worse and underperform because think about the games that Jimmy Butler stepped up and and helped them win now you don't have that so i don't know to be honest what's going to happen with them should be very interesting to watch
0: that's very true it's that's a very good point and I will speak of Jimmy Butler he goes to Miami so now if Miami doesn't get west, west or westbrook do you think Jimmy Butler just put himself in the same position they did at Minnesota where he has to take these young guys and like teach them to play
1: basically I don't I'm very surprised by his move and I'm I keep saying I wonder if there's more to it than what we're really hearing because it doesn't really make sense for me I mean they have Drogic and uh, Justice Winslow and different players, but they're not anywhere near what the Sixers were. So to me, if you're serious about, you know, contending for an NBA final, I mean, I'm talking about to reach the NBA finals, mm-hmm. you need to be on a team that's moving in the right direction. So for the Sixers to be so close last year, literally four bounces away from getting out of that series <laughs> with the Raptors, <laughs>
0: that's true. I, I
1: just, it just doesn't make sense to me to go to a team like the Heat, who I don't even know if they make the playoffs next year. I mean, we again have no idea that to me they're just kind of the bottom of, of the conference. But I don't know if it's more just he really is looking to be the man somewhere and maybe there was some issues that we don't know about with you know, being on the team with Tobias and Ben and Joel and B that maybe felt like it was too too spread out. Because to me they're not none of those guys are true headliners. Like he had the ability to make the Sixers his team, in my opinion. So I don't know. It's a it's a really questionable move to me. So I, I do have to wonder if there's more to it that we don't know. Maybe there's plans of someone else coming in the in, the picture. If not Russell Westbrook, maybe someone else later on in the season. I, I don't really know. That one really surprised me, honestly. Doesn't yeah. really make sense.
0: It makes no sense. I it's like it like you mentioned, it's like here's a guy that mentioned he won the win and he could have made Philadelphia his team, but He goes to a team that I feel like he just literally put himself back into the Minnesota position where it's like, yeah, it's like you're just dealing with young guys that you're going to have to like deal with the same thing, teach them how to win and how to do all this stuff. So it's just like you said, maybe there is something more going on that we just don't know about.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, either that or maybe just wanted to be in Miami. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> He's that's like, I want the...
1: out of Philly. I want to be in Miami.
0: <laughs> it's a great attraction. I mean, you can hit the beaches and stuff. So it's Yeah, nothing... <laughs> maybe it was a
1: completely non-basketball-related reasoning. But that <laughs> yeah. is like one of the only things I could think of that makes sense for why he would leave a possible championship contention team to go to a middle-of-the-barrel team.
0: So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a good... It's a really Head scratcher. Yeah, very very good. Very, uh, very head scratcher on that one. Um, uh, so Utah Jazz, I think they were... They made some good moves with trades and everything, and I think they signed some guys that went... I don't think they made the biggest splash in free agency, but they signed some guys that are going to help them out. Where do you think they stand? Are they a Western Conference final team, or are they a team that can really make a run at it?
1: Um... <sighs> They, the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets to me are similar where they have, I mean, we saw some really good things last, last year with them. Um, I think with having Mike Conley, you have Rudy Gobert, you have Donovan Mitchell, you know, these are, these are some guys that can help them be a true contender for the top of the West. I just don't know if, if they have enough. You know, I think this is kind of the beauty of the, the way that the league has, has shaken up because there are so many question marks. I mean, we automatically want to go to assuming that the, the Lakers and the Clippers will be the top teams in the West. The East will have the Bucks and maybe the Celtics. But we really don't know because there are teams like Utah, like Denver, who we saw last year in the playoffs look like a team that could, that could, that could win it. You know that could that could at least make it to the NBA finals. So I'm not really sure. I think that with Conley and Donovan Mitchell, those two alone are they're very good players. You know this you cannot underestimate their talents. But I do think that they have some growing to do, and I think we'll really fit, find out more once we get into the regular season if they are a true uh, Western Conference contender for being the top. You know that the series with Houston was was pretty eye opening to me that they're not there yet, but with yeah. some off season changes, who knows? Maybe yeah. they they can be. I don't know. I don't know. That's it's the fun part of it is just it's so much guessing right now. But yeah, that's yeah, true. That's I good. think it's anything possible with them because they are very, they're like an underdog team too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I think you made a good point that they're like Denver. They're like a team that they could make a surprise run. I also feel they might also be like maybe one superstar away from being. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's. And then um I have two more questions and then we can, we'll wrap it up. um The Brooklyn Nets.
1: Mm.
0: What, <laughs> what- the-, the signings that they made and like, what are your thoughts of Kyrie and Kevin Durant teaming up and how well are they going to work together? And then also the biggie back on top of that question. What do you, what was up with the Knicks sending out, their, like, apology to, like, the fans of not getting, like, Kevin Durant. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, I'm going to start with the Nets. Uh, (laughs) This is a move that I'm really curious to see how this plays out because of the fact that KD is not going to be there in the first year and possibly won't be back to 100% in his second year. So here we are, much like we we talk about Jimmy Butler being back in the Minnesota situation, Kyrie is basically back in the Celtics situation where he has a a good number, or I won't say number two guy because Kevin Durant would definitely be the number one guy. Um, But much like how Gordon Hayward went down injured with Kevin Durant being injured, it's Kyrie's team for the first year. Don't know how that plays out. I have no idea how that's going to work because we have, in my opinion, he's someone that we're starting to see a little more and more that he might be the common denominator in the issue and, and why the teams he goes to don't work out. And the behind-the-scenes uh, issues, as we saw last year, he was openly really disrespectful to the Celtics, and so I think that's going to be a tough situation for him and KD once KD does get back to playing. Because I don't think their personalities mesh well, and it, I I kind of get the feeling that Kyrie Irving is almost like the annoying little brother that you know, <laughs> that annoying little brother that's like so desperate for for doing what everybody else is doing, like their big brothers are doing that. <laughs> 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 that he's just like nagging and whining and complaining and, and everything, and I think that's going to be an issue. That's like the simplest <laughs> way I can put it, uh, because then we also have Kevin Durant, who we've seen as of late be a little bit more out, more boisterous, and more um, also like he went from being cupcake to being more. Of a fighter getting ejected getting technicals like overly defending himself and getting really defensive in his actions and stuff and yelling at fans so I don't know this could honestly be a really bad situation and I I know everyone's like oh this is gonna be they're gonna be the top team in the east but I'm I'm saying it now in July of 2019 that this could honestly blow up we saw (laughs) both of these players have issues with their previous teammates KD with Draymond Green, who I'm, is no cakewalk, of course. Yeah. KD with the Atlanta Hawks fans and whoever else, and nice. Kyrie with the Celtics, and I just don't know that this is gonna go well. But for the Knicks, first of all, they just completely dropped the ball in the, the entire <laughs> yeah. free agency. So yeah. I love that they're trying to like find ways to calm their fans down. My dad actually had a funny joke. He's like, "I it was not funny at all," and I hope this does not happen, of course. But he's like. The Knicks fans might just blow up Madison Square Garden. Like <laughs> They might just be so... Because not only did they not pick up anyone... I mean, of course, they didn't have any option of getting Zion once they didn't get the number one pick. They yeah. didn't get Kevin Durant. They didn't get Kyrie. We, we, we heard all these beautiful rumors of the the next big three of Kyrie, KD, and Zion, and they got none of them. And then Kyrie and KD are still in New York, no less. So not only did you not get them, they're right down the road. And then <laughs> yeah. on top of that, they're... Openly, like, I mean, you have to be excited for whoever you pick up. Don't get me wrong. But the saving grace is Taj Gibson and Julius Randle. It just it doesn't make sense to me. You've, you've got R.J. Barrett. Yes. Could, I applaud them for that. They, being in the top four, you were going to get a, a, a top player regardless with the top three players that were coming out of college. But yikes. The I, the letter is just like the ultimate joke <laughs> like,
0: yeah yeah it's
1: basically I, like it's we like, know we screwed up but we, we suck. suck sorry about that um just deal
0: with it. <laughs> <laughs> we made a huge mistake we made a
1: huge mistake but we're rebuilding and things will get better in the future well they have no choice but to get better at this point and it's just it's pretty sad to watch one yeah. of the franchises that again i go back to how la has to be good the new york knicks need to be a top team or at least a competitive team and right now People like myself are already... I'm already saying they're not even making the playoffs. Season's over. (laughs) It's over before it started. (laughs) Count them out. Done. Done already. Yeah. Don't even bother playing. You're done.
0: So... (laughs) Yeah, they got but, well I mean the, the Knicks did get like the heavier version of Zion Williamson so <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's so rude that people have been saying that he's like the <laughs> the, the Zion Williamson reject version but yeah. you know what It's just it is sad to me but and I can I get it but I don't get it how they passed on KD out of fear that he wasn't going to get back and they didn't want to put all that money out for him but honestly if you bring in someone like Kevin Durant even though he can't play this year it at least can help boost up the hope that there's potential in the future and it could it could lead to other players wanting to come to New York right now literally no one wants to play in New York no (laughs) so
0: they they just signed the Bulls like five years ago like that's pretty much exactly exactly
1: and I was actually watching the summer league game uh between the Knicks and the Suns the other day I stumbled onto it and They were interviewing Dennis Smith Jr., ironically, who was nothing but positivity. And I'm like, this is just painful to watch, the fact that they're trying to put a positive spin on this. And, I mean, that's their job, you know, for the players, for the organization to do. But they had, once they got rid of Porzingis, you felt like they were really setting themselves up, bringing in Dennis Smith Jr., bringing, you know, making room for the future, and then the future never happened, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, (laughs) It's not like they didn't trade this, like, unicorn or anything to make Cavs. Yeah, like, exactly, <laughs> exactly.
1: So that's why it's like, what are we doing here? So, I don't know what's going on in, with the Knicks. I have no idea. Apparently, they have some elaborate plan that none of that makes no sense to no one else. So, hopefully, they can turn things around, because I do... Um, I mean, you want every team to at least be competitive, and I don't know if they would... I don't know what they're going to even bring to the East, let alone the league, so... <laughs>
0: another lottery, Another lottery pick, I think, at the moment. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, not sure what the game plan is, but who knows? We'll see. Maybe it's, there's something that we don't know that we're you and I are just missing out on completely.
0: Yeah. Maybe we don't <laughs> see it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, last question here, and then I'll let you go. Uh, who is, at the end of the season, who's holding up the Larry O'Brien trophy?
1: Oh. Oh, gosh. Um, this is tough because again, I just, there's so much that can happen between now and then. And so I'm going to go based on, on paper, if nobody gets injured and everyone is completely healthy come playoff time, because regular season is a different story. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, I'm going to be biased and I I have to say the Lakers.
0: (laughs) No, God, that's-
1: <laughs> I have to. I just have to. Um, I just think that, for, in my opinion, and this is, let me take a step back and give an objective reasoning why. I just think that with LeBron James having finally had a year where he did not have to play as much. He was not in the postseason. He is older in his 30s now. So, you know, playing 86 regular season games on top of an extra couple months of playoffs, carrying teams like he's had to do in the finals for the last eight years. Um. I think it it was good for him to have this time off and almost like get rejuvenated and revi- re like ready for next year. So once you bring in someone like Anthony Davis and and DeMarcus Cousins, guys who have who have all the talent, but have not been in. A, I mean, of course, DeMarcus Cousins was just in the finals, but <laughs> even for him, he wasn't healthy in the finals last year. He didn't get a chance. He wasn't able to fully relish in it, yeah. you know. And he he's someone much like Anthony Davis, you know, these are, these are guys, Kuzma, that are hungry. And I think if you add those hungry, talented players with an experienced championship MVP veteran in LeBron, that they have the potential to be a championship team. Not to mention, I do think that the Clippers are going to be the, their biggest issue. Yep. But it's, it's, a bad, it's a battle of the minds at that point. Like Kawhi and, and LeBron James are two very intelligent, high IQ, basketball smart players. So I, I just think that LeBron wins out on that one. I I think that's going to be fun to watch in the West, and I think whoever comes out of the West wins it all, yeah. which I thought last year, too, but I really do firmly believe that this year. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. well, I mean, you couldn't predict the injuries of this year with the Warriors. Exactly. Yeah, but I think I think that's a great point. I think they're, uh, I think with someone like LeBron, he flips a switch, and you add an anti mm-hmm. Davis and possibly healthy demarcus cousins with the guys that they have around them i think rondo is actually kind of a secret sneaky good player there
1: exactly that,
0: that's someone that when it comes playoff time he flips he definitely flips the switch and becomes a, a really great passer so i think they do actually look like the favorites to be honest i'll, I'll agree with you on this one There's no no like oh, thank right. you. Agree with <laughs> this one. that they do like their sneaky their sneaky favorites to kind of take, to take the championship
1: Exactly. And they brought in so many pieces on top of, you know, what they already have. You had, already have Caldwell Pope and you have uh, JaVale McGee and Kuzma, Rondo, plus Danny Green, who's a great shooter. Quinn Cook, who we saw, the way he stepped up for the Warriors in the finals. Now you add him to the Lakers and you have big presence in the paint with DeMarcus Cousins, Anthony Davis, a two-way player. So yeah. I, I think that, you know, as much as everyone's riding the, the Clippers bandwagon right now, and I do think they're going to be, do not get me wrong, the top team contending for the championship also but on paper without injuries i'm going with the Lakers.
0: yeah and not to mention that um demarcus and anthony davis have played together with each other. exactly with rondo yeah with rondo so it's actually yeah that's a pelicans team with that just adds on a lebron so exactly (laughs) exactly so So it's gonna be very interesting yeah well i can't thank you enough for coming on this has been great you're awesome you uh Yeah, this is awesome. Great takes and I had a great conversation with you. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: No problem at all. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. All
0: right. All right. Well, Renee, have a good rest of your day.
1: Thank you. You too. All right.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. That was my interview with Renee Washington. That was a great and fun interview with Renee. I really enjoyed having her on. I hope to have her on again sometime. I hope you guys enjoy the interview as well. Alright, but let's get into it Breaking, breaking news Russell Westbrook has officially been traded To the Houston Rockets Whoa, this is a big, big trade And the West landscape continues to change This is crazy Uh, Westbrook has officially become a Houston Rocket And the Houston Rockets have traded Chris Paul And two first rounders to OKC OKC is in full rebuild mode now um, they must have, I think they have like seven first round picks for the next like six, seven years. They're going to be back at it in like the next six, seven years. Uh, good for them for accepting the fact that they need to rebuild and letting Westbrook go to a, a championship contender. Um, this is great, great for the Houston Rockets. I think the Houston Rockets went out on this deal big time. Bringing two guys together that have played well together before in the past, have been teammates together in the past. Um, have went to an NBA Finals together, you know, I think these guys are going to strive, thrive and strive together. Uh, these are two very competitive, competitive scorers in the league, uh, former MVPs, playing in a D'Antoni up-paced offense. We're going to see a lot of fast breaks, a lot of dunks, a lot of three-pointers fired away. I think Westbrook's going to fit so well into a D'Antoni offense. It's going to be nuts how well he's going to fit into this offense. Every D'Antoni point guard that's played for him, whether it's James Harden or Steve Nash, have won MVPs. And even James Harden was an MVP candidate and finished second MVP candidate this year. So I think Westbrook has the opportunity to be another MVP candidate this year. I think he'll average a a triple-double. I think he'll give you about 26 points per game and 15 assists. I think Harden is still going to give you 30-something points per game. I think his assists are going to drop a little bit more, but I hope these two guys can play well together. This is going to be an exciting team if these two guys can play well together. If they can't, then we're going to see ways you can dribble out a shot clock uh, from two different guys. So it hopefully they're going to fit and play well together, and we're going to have a great Houston Rockets team that's going to be a championship contender. So now we have a West that's very competitive, super competitive, I should say. Uh, the West is very, very stacked right now. We have the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George and Patrick Beverly, Montrezl Harrell, a team that they have brought back, a team that gave a former team that gave the Golden State Warriors a hard time in the first in the first round of the playoffs. With the now they have the addition of Kawhi and Paul George. Kawhi and Paul George are, might be, and I asked this question to Renee, might be the two best wing players we've seen play together off the ball, that uh, play both sides of the ball, defense and offense, uh, since Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, which is a huge thing to say and maybe a bit of a hot take, but, you know, I'm not afraid to say it. These are two, you know, MVP candidates on the same team playing together, averaging in the 20s, um have the desire to win, play great, great defense, play great, great offense. I don't see them. I don't see why not I would not put them in that category together. These guys are awesome when they play together, and this is going to be a defensive nightmare for any superstar that's out there. Any superstar that has to go up against this team is going to have an issue whether you're playing, if Kawhi is on you, it's going to be switched to Paul George, and if Paul George is on you, then you get switched to Patrick Beverley. So you're 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 in a tough position if you're a superstar for an opposing team. So this Clippers team has already had moved up to. I know they're uh, Vegas odds favorite as an NBA championship contender, uh, final, actually finals favorites. So uh, it's so interesting to see how well they're going to play this year. I'm excited for them. Uh, I'm excited for the Lakers too. You know, they have LeBron, DeMarcus Cousins, Anthony Davis. Rajan Rondo, they have this great team, Kyle Kuzma, who's going to, I think, going to have a breakout year this year. I think this team is going to be also really tough to stop. So uh, we have guys that are just, teams that are just loaded. Um, the Trailblazers come back, run it back with CJ McCollum and Dame Lillard with the addition of San Wah's side, and hopefully a healthy Nurtick. Um, Nurtrick or whatever how the frick you say his name I can't say it right now but Nurtrick whatever uh, and then you have the Denver Nuggets with Joker and Jamal Murray Um, you have the Golden State Warriors with Steph Curry D'Angelo Russell we're looking at a Western Conference that's you know wide open uh, the Utah Jazz with their additions of Mike Conley and you know teaming up with Donovan Mitchell and then they have brought in Bogdan Bogdanovich you know Uh, you know, Rudy Gobert. So, man, I don't know about the West. I honestly, this is the first time I don't have a real, real answer for the West. And maybe Renee is right from our interview that the Lakers are championship favorites. But I don't know. Now they have to go through, if they don't have to go through the Clippers, then they have to go through the Rockets or the Warriors, whether it's in the first or the second round. So that's already going to be a tough matchup. And I think... This Western Conference is going to beat the crap out of each other. This is a Western Conference that I haven't seen fully loaded since the early 2000s when everyone was going out West with the Lakers and you still have the Jazz out there, you know, I, the Sonics when they were still around. I mean, the West was stacked for a while. I the Spurs, with the Spurs, you know, the West was stacked for a long time. I mean, even now the Spurs are still good. So this is going to be uh, a really interesting year for the nba and a year, very interesting year for the west and i just makes me wish i would live down the west coast because i'd be watching games at eight o'clock instead of ten thirty at night um so i don't know i have no idea what's gonna happen i mean i'm very excited this Westbrook trade just just got me more pumped up the landscape has changed you've got eight or nine teams now that are your could be championship contenders and most of those eight or nine teams are out west So this is going to be a very interesting season to watch. Keep a close eye on. I'm excited to watch many of the Western Conference games that go on. I'm also excited about with this Rockets trade that I hope in 2021, 2020, and 2021 season that we have the KD Nets versus the Houston Rockets. So KD versus his two old teammates, which would be really awesome to watch. But this West, man it's fully fully stacked coming out of the west is going to be so tough this year i just i'm excited this is the west is like i think if you come out of the west you're automatically winning the nba championship i mean i hate to say it but you're like you're going through the toughest toughest round of anything and now your east is still stacked with everything that's happened in free agency so this has been it's crazy it it's absolutely crazy i hope I wish the NBA season was starting right now. I wish it started right now. I was hoping it starts right now. It's crazy what has been going on and all the NBA free agency moves and superstars going all different places and now the NBA is more of a uh, player-controlled league. So it's interesting, but it makes it more exciting, I think, that's a player-controlled league and not an owner-controlled league because these players go with each other to team up. And I wasn't a fan of the super teams or the big threes, but... You know, I am a fan of it now. I think it's, it makes it a lot of fun to watch the game. And I think there's so much competition out there now that it makes it a little bit more even. And even this year, I don't think there's a lot of big threes together. To be honest, there's a lot of big twos now. Um, so that's that also makes it very interesting. But this is, this is fun. This has been a fun, fun NBA off season, I have to say like I thought it was very anticlimactic to start I was kind of like oh this kind of sucks I already know where KD and Kyrie are going to the Nets an hour before free agency starts I know Kimba's going to the Celtics an hour before it starts and then it kind of started you know it started off slow we already knew those guys were going and then uh, the D'Angelo Russell bomb happened which was also nuts at like 12 o'clock at night. So that happened, that which made it more exciting. And then the Kawhi Leonard and Paul George thing just set everything off and exploded. Um, and now we have the Westbrook trade. So, NBA free agency, you can't beat it. I Honestly, it's probably the best. The NBA offseason domin- has dominated all sports um, and is still dominating all sports. It's been about Two or three months. What has it been like? Two months since the NBA Finals has been over with, and we're still talking about the NBA and the matchups. And we're already talking about next season. I mean, it's so good for the game uh, and the game of basketball. I'm. I love it. I. I fully, fully love it that this is happening and how much the NBA, the NBA itself has grown uh, in the off season. So this is this is exciting. This is super exciting. It's gonna be exciting, guys. I don't know what else to say. Uh, I'm pumped up, I'm super pumped up That's That was a big trade That took a lot of wind out of my sail today actually Because I was going to talk more about Where Westbrook was going to go What was going to happen But I literally just found out he got traded And now I'm just talking about How crazy the Western Conference is going to be And I'm going off script completely So this is nuts This is absolutely nuts I'm so freaking pumped for this NBA season to start But That's today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. Uh, It was a lot of fun. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Bye, guys.